Hello and welcome to another episode of Midmitten Gaming. Uh, we are back again with another Freeblades Faction highlight. Um, today we're going to be doing the Erdagger Tribes of Valor. Um, but before we do that, let's uh, get into some hobby progress. So, um, Jeff, go ahead and kick us off with that. Yeah, uh, so my hobby progress, I have almost finished all those orcs that I was painting up. And so the Mordor orcs. And so that I'm pretty pretty excited about that and got to do a little test game against Juice that went test game swimming air, air quotation marks. Yeah, yeah. It was like the little the booklet that it's comes just with like the, the movies Polinar. where the orcs yeah. never do anything cool and the heroes win. Yeah, it was uh the test game out of the Polinor fields where they kinda of teach you how to play. But like they really stack the Rohirrim for special rules in those. Like, oh, you always come as charging no matter what. It's like, oh, okay. So, anyway, he had a bit of a hard time there uh, playing the Orcs. But that was fun, and then uh, that was good. And then um, we have also been putting together Infinity models for a guy. And I picked up the Scale 75 Minipedia. And so I got it in the mail today and already crushed through half of uh, one of the books. And it is fantastic. So this is a free plug for that. that but if you'd like to sponsor us with. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, Scale 75, if you want to sponsor us, that'd be fine too. So anyway, they're great products. I use them quite often in my painting um, and have really enjoyed them. So uh, anyway, yeah, so... What have you been up to there, Juice? Fortunately, my hobby progress has been at a stalemate lately because of life. But I've been uh, eyeballing, mostly I've been doing the thing that all skirmish miniature game players do. And I've been looking at a bunch of game systems and admiring their models and being like, man, I'd like to paint that. And then I think to myself, you know, I already have some fun things that I really want to paint. But I'm like, man, but that's cool. Look at all those different details and stuff for instance i was looking at um i was looking at moonstone the other day or um and Is that uh, a kickstarter or? so it's a uk game it was kickstarter but it's a miniatures game um i've heard really good reviews it's got some supposedly a really good campaign system in it but it's more of a fey universe okay so and it's very low model count from what i was seeing you'd both determine what you're doing but it's usually like four to six models kind of thing it uses d4s it's very very interesting anyway they have this troll model called bristle nose the troll and dude the sculpt's just sweet i don't know i'm just like dang that is a cool sculpt and i was just looking at it because i've i almost did the kickstarter but i'm like nah i didn't like the models in the kickstarter to be completely honest they're too fey ish and for those at home it's like fairies and that kind of stuff and so i was just like i'm not into that as a faction um i mean they're cool sculpts and stuff but they're just they're like lv or fairy kind of stuff and i'm like yeah anyway i'm looking at some halflings riding pugs yep it's totally up my alley it's not a halfling it is a um goblin actually Oh, those are goblin a goblin riding a pug. Yeah, and his name is Doug the Flatulent. <laughs> oh, okay. So each of these guys are like characters. 
Yep, yep. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. The rules are on there for free, so I was just kind of looking it over. But um, definitely a unique setting, you know, and that's something I appreciate in the game. But other than that, I was looking at Malifaux a lot because I uh, have a gift card from Gadzooks Gaming, which I'll throw a shameless plug in there if you're in the U.S. and you look for all those Exodus models or Malifaux or anything like that. Um, it's like he's a they run a good store so um i had ten dollars of credit with them that's just been sitting for about six months because i haven't needed to buy anything from them because they have a select stuff and i've been kind of focusing on bushido and they don't carry it yet sadly but but uh yeah so i was just looking at the malifo starters i've heard a lot of good things after talking to a local guy um jake and um our buddy colin as well as always had good reviews of it so just kind of was looking at it uh, Malifaux is kind of one of those things, though, that the thing I found about the models is I'll, I'll look at a starter set. I'll be like, two of these models are just sweet. The other model just looks dumb to me. And it's like every faction, doesn't matter. And there'll be like one model that I'm like, just man, that is like, I just want to paint that. I want to play with that on the field or something. But then the other models, I'm just like, I don't know. Like, uh, the Bayou faction, the goblins, whatever, they have this this um, golem that is like a, um, what was he called? Like brewmaster or something golem. He's basically just a bunch of beer kegs put together. Huh. <laughs> and it's a really sweet model. But then they have some of the goblins that I'm just, I don't like the look of them. They're more like, uh, they're less like goblins in the sense that I'm used to, like D&D goblins, and more like, I don't even know what they would be like. I don't know. They're kind of slender and kind of strange to me. But, gotcha. Yeah. That's, so that's uh... kind of, that's how I've been uh, hobby outletting lately. Um, other than that, um, I guess I guess I could sit, I, this would be hobby time that I've been spending. So. I, uh, with the help of Jeff, have been working on a mini campaign for Freeblades. So it's going to be called Eye of the Serpent. It's going to be releasing next month. You'll be seeing it on the Freeblades player page, uh, play, player page <laughs> as well as the Michigan Words Freeblades are hard. <laughs> page. Um, but uh, it's got a little editing i got to do before the final release. I'm going to put some more helpful tools into it. But if you see it on there, check it out. Um Hopefully you get excited about it. I'm excited about it. It'll be a fun narrative campaign. Um, me and Jeff come from a very extensive uh, role-playing background, and um, we try to incorporate that in all of our Freeblades campaign stuff because, honestly, that is one of the things that Freeblades has par to none so far that I've seen is one of the best campaign systems that you will find in any game. So with that, I... I fully intend and fully enjoy using the campaign system to my full advantage and writing that campaign. So yeah, it's a lot of it's it's pretty good. Yeah. So, all right. Without further ado, though, let us dig into the tribes of Valor. Sure. Yeah. I actually so, just found the <laughs> the starter box for Malfo that you're talking about. Oh, really? Um, so anyway. Yeah. I mean. They have a lot of good stuff. Like, I was looking at Ten Thunders, and I was like, dude, these look awesome, but why don't I just play Bushido? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they're Oriental-themed, and, like, Bushido does it better. But I just it does don't, some good stuff. I just don't have, like, I'll be honest, I just don't, like, have time 
Like, you and I barely get to play the games that we like now. Let alone, like, oh, here's this other game. You know? Yeah, and I think it goes back to... You know, we're getting off topic here, but I think it goes back to what the hobby is for us, though. So I used to think that I'm a miniature gamer. That's what I enjoy. But the more I'm in the hobby, the more I find out that I like collecting models as a large part of the hobby. And a lot of times, because of time constraints, model collecting and painting and assembling and stuff is more of what I do than actually getting to play the games. And that's just in general. So when I look at it from that perspective, it makes more sense to me because totally. because I'm like, you know what? Most of the time when I'm looking at a game nowadays, I don't look at a how to play video first. I look at the model and I'm like, man, I really just, I want to paint that. Like that's the main thing I'm like with the moon stone. You know, I'm like, I just want to paint it and see it on the field. Like just see it in like in action. Like yeah, it's just very... You kind of construct the story around it. Mm-hmm. And that's yep. just me. You know, I really enjoy doing that. A lot of lists I build are completely based off that. So. Yeah, I'm a big guy for that as well. Uh, but we... Oh, yeah, I'm a big guy for that as well. I always, like, want to know how the game plays, and I'll watch, like, rules on it. But I guess... Actually, I usually pick up games, so I'm thinking about, like, Infamy, Infamy. And, like, I jumped on that because it was the Roman invasion of Britain. And, like, yep, jumped on that, and like of the Barbarians, rather. And so jumped on that because of theme. So I think I'm actually more of a theme guy. If I like the theme, I'll, pro I'll play the game. But if I don't like the theme, I won't play the game. Right, and so. that's a large part of why certain games like Wild West Exodus are not on the top of your list because you're just not into any of those themes, really. Like that's you're, on, just, the, you're that's a historian, on the... but you're a historian, <laughs> but you're like, uh, I don't like it's alternate history, so it doesn't count. And then you're like, it's steampunk, ooh. Yeah, I, I'm not a steampunk guy, and like Wild West Exodus is the I'll paint it if I have to uh, box is like is where that one is. Or right. I might I might end up throwing those into like a mini like a random model box where I paint random models and so they'll get painted over time that way. I right, and see where I differ that. a little bit. I I do enjoy the models like robot sheriffs. That's just kind of fun to me. But it's mostly because I get to paint something different. That's, yeah, that's honestly. But you doing commissions, I feel like that's a little different too because yeah, I have a lot of. You get I, I a have a more experience that way, you know. Yeah, I have a lot that I get to, you know, kind of play with and paint with. So, well, all right, yeah. So, like, uh, like you said, uh, we are doing our faction overview today of Erdiger Tribes of Honor, and so we'll Valor. actually Valor. Sorry. They're not honorable. Tribes <laughs> of on Valor. Dishonor on your bear. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> my bear. That's funny. So. uh yeah, we'll jump in. They're, so they're a faction that I've played a little bit of. Um, but basically, the Erdogar are in the northern part of the northern continent. And there are... Th I know, right? Um, there are three different like groups. The tribes can be divided into three broad groups. And so you have the tribes of Valor, which are... Uh, they're Valor. They're more or less your good guys. And then you have the tribes of Ruin, and those are 
angry, sad people. They they're <laughs> just oh, best explanation ever. Yeah, they're like kind of bad guys, but currently you could play them if you wanted to theme wise. But currently there are no models released for them, and the way it one works day. is like uh, the way it works. Yeah, one day the mammoth rider. It's a thing. Anyway, uh, one day the uh, they'll release those and everything like that. But like right now, you have a, your Boar Warrior, and we'll talk about all this stuff later. Boar Warrior, Wolf Carl, Bear Mystic. These are like they're all attached to a totem, and the totem is like those are the good aligned tribes: Boar, Bear, Wolf. Those are good aligned tribes. Uh, Valor, and then you have the middle tribe that I can't. I cannot recall what the heck it's Omen? called. Tribes of oh. Omen? Uh, that There's sounds... tribes of Ralor, tribes of Omen, and tribes of Ruin. And then, yeah, it's the, from... yeah, it's the Omen ones. And those are the... the... Yeah, the Valor band together more often, it's saying. But Omen is Raven, Snake, Stag, Falcon, Dolphin, and Horse. Dolphin. And I, want a Ruin. Por- I want a porpoise riding... <laughs> Mershine will already do that. I was reading about their lore the other day, and they're like, ee! <laughs> oh my they're like, there's like freaking flipper. It says they ride them into battle on the ocean. It's very like free willy, you know. <laughs> well, the tribes of Rune are kind of cool because they have spider, bat, jackal, vulture, mammoth, and shark. And right. so you get your mammoth rider, but it would be really cool. This is to- this is again off off a little bit, but it'd be really cool. If in the game they allowed you to buy a war spider as part of the free band. Hey, using models that already exist. That sounds like a great idea, Jeff. Yeah, well, hey, I'm in a I got we we're talking on Monday, so I might uh I might throw that out there. Yeah. Anyway. Hi. I like that model. I know it's a pain in the butt to put together, but that's when it comes in plastic it'll be awesome. But the three that are unassembled over here Everybody knows it. It's like the joke of DGS is the war spider and how hard it is to put together. You know what'll fix that? Hot glue gun. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, God. <laughs> it's true, but it's true. All right, don't do that. Though. I died a little bit just now. So it's fine. <laughs> there, there, are other, there are other ways to do it instead of hot glue gun. Jeez, oh, Pete's. Um, <laughs> all right, let's go to the first model, Wolf Carl. Yeah, all right. So the Wolf Carl is the leader that comes in the starter set. Um, and he's going to be speed six, Mar D12, like most melee, like all melee leaders. Uh, he's got a wolf sword. It barks at you. I'm just kidding. Uh, it's a D10. <laughs> so proud of you. So he's swinging. He's got higher strength, so he's going to be swinging at a D10 plus one for the damage roll. And it's mighty, which means you're minus one to parry him. So it's harder to parry that attack. Uh, he's got no ranged attack. He's defense four, pretty standard. AV5, and so he's uh, he's got the standard kind of leader AV. Three life points, disc 12. He's got the leader talent. He's got one parry, so little defense there. He's fearsome, which is pretty cool. So if you, uh, the turn that you become engaged with the wolf girl, you have to make a discipline test, or you're minus two dice levels to your melee attack rating that turn. It's pretty cool. Uh, and then he's also got battle cry. So this is a sweet ability. We'll talk more about how, kind of some tricks to use it with. Um, but uh, at the end of the Wolf Carl's activation, or the model with Battlecry, the end of his activation, any model that you haven't activated yet 
on your side, no range, gets to make a free three-inch move directly towards the wolf carl. So this doesn't count as a maneuver or anything, so you can move and shoot with no penalties using the battle cry. You get your three-inch move, and then you can shoot with no penalties or anything. So that's what battle cry is. Now, it has to be directly towards the wolf carl, but again, we'll talk a little more about those tactics later. And he clocks in at your standard 39 gold. So that's pretty cool. He also has Hunt D8, so he can, like, sniff out some hidden models and stuff like that. I feel like that's more flavor, but it's useful occasionally. I mean, I thought Hunt is a free action. So it's actually... The more you know. Yeah, it's actually pretty good. Well, I was looking at Bright Sword. It's a free action. So... Mm. Yeah, and then he's got Battle Lust. In a free band led by Wolf Carl, Valor Faction models are plus one dice level morale test while engaged. Valor Faction models may not evade. Our hero model. So um, that's nice because getting the plus one to morale test... Oh, Very huge. good when their when their defense is fairly low across the board, or at least their armor is. It's well, it's huge because like when they lose con like when they lose combat, you don't want to be running away, and so this gives them their plus one die level to morale test. And so if they're near the wolf carl, he's a d12, and he goes up to a d4. He goes to a d14. The test, yeah, nice. And so all of them get to use that d14. They don't get to go to a d16 because. His is still a D uh, 12. Yep. All right. Um, next up is the Bear Mystic, the caster in the starter box. She is speed 7, D6 Mar, two hand claw attacks. Hand claws, kind of redundant with their claw hands. Uh, defense 4, armor 2, two life points, discipline D8. She has... Car D10, Bear Magic, 15 Power, and then Mystic Dance. Mystic Dance is a really good. fun ability. Um, let me see here. i got to pull it up so I can read it for you. But uh, Mystic Dance, to employ this talent, you must be ready and choose a Mystic Dance action. Mystic Dance is the same as a hold, except for that while you're ready and not engaged, all friendly models within 9 inches are plus 1 dice level to all melee attacks. If you choose Mystic Dance, you cannot make any reactions. You cannot choose Mystic Dance on a turn that you cast or counter a spell. So, you know, keep in mind here, you got to use it tact uh, with tactics involved, you know, but... Um, you've got, I mean, that's, it's really good. It just is getting that extra melee and, uh, you position her in such a way that you're just dishing out that damage and that's what they want to do with her. We'll go over that more in tactics in just a minute, but, um, let's go to her spell list. So our number one spell on the list here, bear form. This is it's everybody's cool. favorite. Yep. You are replaced with a bear and it eats honey. No, I. Assuming <laughs> that's, it's all, that's all you do is eat honey. <laughs> if the bear is dropped or panicked, you are dropped or panicked. Uh, you become the bear essentially. When you're in bear form, you can you are not a spirit. You revert to normal state when the spell ends. You retain all life point loss with your replacement with the bear form, and return to normal state. You may choose a charge action while in bear form, even if you cast that turn. The bear form stats are seven speed, D10 Mar, so a lot better Mar. Two claw attacks at D8. Four defense, three AV, and life points at discipline caster. And you also get fearsome, bear hug, die hard plus one, and endurance plus one dice level. So that's 
all amazing. She can hold her own in um, melee really well. Now, and then um, it doesn't say in the Freeblades rulebook. I'll have to reference the Bright Sword rulebook, but I believe this is a continuous spell, is it not? Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at online here. It's uh, definitely. A continuous so if you spell. join in us uh, in the playtesting of continuous spells in the Eye of the Serpent, um, you will have a chance to have a bear on the field the whole time if you want. But, I mean, potentially. So often go in. Now I want to just say there's one little subtlety with bear form that's kind of important. Functionally, it doesn't matter in the end, but it's a little important. So she gets plus one die level endurance while she's in bear form. Her endurance is a D8, and it bumps it to a D10. Cool. While she's in bear form, she actually has three life points. And so if you take two life points before you get to attack while you're in bear form, you're not dead because you have three. You get to make your attacks. Then at the end of the turn, when bear form wears off, then you die. <laughs> because you, lo you, lose, uh, you lose that final hit point when your endurance goes down. But that's just something, just like, keep that in mind, that, that bear form actually ups your hit points by one. Uh, nice. Or your life points there by one while you're in bear form, so that's pretty cool. Um, also, she has bear's growl. It's a two cost. All enemies within twelve inches of your minus one dice level to all discipline test that turn. That could be. Uh, I don't. I don't know if you use that much, but it's really good. I mean, all discipline. I mean. So that, that would that what can that lower would their, lower there to hit like they would go second in combat instead of first depending on. Well, know. it's not a discipline test. It's That's a test. It, yeah. Oh, okay. That Sorry. Is, no. So this would give you minus one to like the wolf crawl comes in and he's fearsome. That gives you minus one die level to his to that fear test. So it can be used if you're going to be charging it with a bunch of fearsome guys. You might want to consider popping that before. What else uh, could it be used charging? for? What else is a discipline test? Uh, if they lose combat, that's a discipline test. There's like various things that'll trigger discipline tests, but usually it's uh, fear or uh, fear, combat. terror, or uh, losing combat are the three main okay. ones. Uh, she also has hard to kill. Target. We've gone over this spell before, but target gains a life point. Uh, basically, it's an overshield. It's the first one lost. Um, gives you an extra health there. Um, it's removed first, and if it's not removed, it's moved in the end phase. She has heal, so she has spirit magic there, which is pretty typical. She can heal one life point within nine inches. Heroes will. What? Uh, I was going to say, don't go through all the spells. You could, you can if you want to, but... Okay, well, and then I think the other one of note here is probably going to be hibernate. Target makes a spirit four test. Um, and if they pass, they're dazed, fail, they're stunned, and if they touch, they lose movement or are restrained. Um, so that's a pretty good spell. I mean, there's a lot to it. Um, I don't know, she's got a lot of other stuff. Raging Fury is one, the last one, I guess, I'll go over, because for one power, you can give target power attack, too, which is pretty good when her with her list. <laughs> yeah, power attack is you take negative two... Power attack two is you take negative two to your defense to get plus two dice levels to your damage. That's what power attack is. You take negative so, X to your defense to get plus X to your damage. So Wolf Carl with power attack two, if he uses it, is a defense two, and he is uh, Mar D12 still, but his D damage goes up then to a D14 plus one. 
Ooh, very so. nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his damage there goes to a D14 plus one. That's kind of scary. Well, all right. Next on the list, Mr. Boar Warrior, Jeff. Yeah, so the Boar Warrior there is Speed 7, Mar D10, Battle Axe D10. Uh, so he's coming in hot there. Uh, and then Defense 4, Armor Value 2. Uh, we didn't mention this, but th this faction is Glass Cannons. That is that is what they are. Um, so he's AV2. He's got three life points. So he's pretty. He's got the life points there, which is nice. Um, discipline D10, pretty standard. Then he's bold, uh, which bold is you pass fear tests. You don't take fear tests, and you treat uh, terrifying as fear. So that's really good. He's got bull rush. So you do an opposed strength test, and as long as you equal or beat your opponent, um, your opponent is minus one or two dice levels to their melee. I think it's two. Minus two dice levels. No, it's minus one. Minus, minus one. one for first yeah, point. dice level to their melee attack. If they, if you crit your opponent, they get knocked down, which is really bad for them. They don't get up again. Hardened. He's uh, harder to crit. So hardened is uh, critical damage is a threshold fifteen. So somebody needs to get a 17 on their damage roll against this guy to get their first level of critical. Then he comes in with Die Hard 2, and he has an Endurance D10 to back it up. So this guy is actually, like, I said Glass Cannon, but he's actually pretty tanky with that Die Hard and Endurance. Three life points, he's pretty good. But, uh, again, he's really easy to hurt. <laughs> And then he's got a unique ability called Wild Charge. On the turn that he charges, he can add D4 to his speed. So this, his speed is 7, so this gives you a charge of anywhere from 15 to 18 inches, which is pretty sweet. It's a really, like, you're, you have the potential charge of a uh, cavalry model with uh, speed 9. So he's pretty cool, just rushing. He clocks in at 28 gold, which is really cheap for that kit, in my opinion. I yeah, like I think he's one of the bit. best costed models in the faction. I he's one he's probably my favorite model. Uh, I like him a lot. Gulped usability, all that stuff. Uh, the only time I really see him go down is when he loses combat for one hit point and fails his morale test, and that doesn't happen too often with the D10 discipline, but it does. But well, it's a D12 with his faction rule. Yeah, D12 with the faction rule, and even higher if you've got the songy song going on. So, the dance. So you no, potentially the, dance, could... the dance gives Mar. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. I was talking about the spell. That's what I was thinking of. The one we just got done talking about. Yeah, with the plus two dice levels discipline. Totally. Yeah. But, like, yeah. I wouldn't put it on in that time. Yep. So uh, next up, we have the Berserker. Speed 7. So that's what you'll notice along. These guys are fast. Uh, D10 Mar. Two times Dire Claws with a D6 plus 1 damage, which is really good. Uh, defense 4. AV3. Three life points. Again, D D10 Discipline. Fearsome. Frenzy. Tough. And Strength D10. And what Frenzy does is you cannot break off or evade, which he doesn't care too much about, but you gain one extra melee attack with the weapon of your choice. Um, you gain bold and minus two melee defense when you activate this. Um, you lose this talent for the rest of the game on a failed morale test. When frenzied, may not parry or dodge. But basically, um, you just you get an extra melee attack with it uh, with your claws. 
And you also gain bold, but at the cost of your defense. So the Berserker gets three attacks at a D10 Mar with his Dire Claws at a D6 plus one. Now with the Frenzy ability, Jeff, is that a special action or anything? I don't think no, so. No, it, it's a passive. You have it until you fail a morale check. Oh, or, so you always lose, have three attacks, essentially? Yeah, or lose combat, might get rid of it. Is it not activated? On a failed morale test, yep. No, it's not activated. Really? So they he always has minus two defense until he in fails melee. it? In melee. Okay, gotcha. His range uh, yeah, defense and... is still a four, but his melee defense is a two. Okay, so his, and he always has the three attacks starting out. Yeah, and this bolt. is this is literally this guy is the definition of a glass cannon. He's defense two, armor value three, in melee, and so he is the he has the lowest melee defense in the game. <laughs> uh, so there you go, but he's got three attacks where most heroes only have one attack. This guy has freaking three. And we'll yeah, talk D6 a little bit. One's respectable. Yeah, so we'll talk a little bit more about him in a minute. All right, let's uh, just quickly go over the followers before we get into what to get after the box. Um, yep. So uh, Unproven, I think, is the next one there. Um, I'll go ahead and just go to uh, Unproven, Speed 7, D6, Mar, Long Spear, Standoff, which we've talked about. Very tactical there. Defense 5 with a buckler, I believe. Shield. It's a shield. It's a shield. Yep. Okay. AB3, one life point, D6 discipline for 12 gold. I feel like he's a little pricey for what he does, but he's decent. Um, there's a running joke that they never prove themselves. They always just go down, but um, they're a decent follower, especially with standoff. Uh, we talked about the glass cannon aspect, and one of the best things this faction does is get some charges in, and he can support that and get behind one of his heroes and do that. Or um, other stuff, which we'll talk about in a minute. But um, Yep, yeah. or you can just charge him to add to the lower their defense or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, the other one, totally the best ranged model in the game. I'm being facetious. Uh, speed 7, that's uh, a slinger. So she's speed 7. This is a great sculpt, by the way. I really appreciate the slinger as a sculpt. Um, Mar D4, watch out. Melee weapon, a knife, D4. She's going to murder odd. everybody. Uh, oh and then gosh. she's got a RAR of a D6 with her sling that does a D8, point, D8 damage. And then it's uh, her range bands there are 6, 12, 18. Uh, she's defense 4, armor value 2, 1 life point, discipline D6. But she does have find D8, which is really, really helpful, I think. And she's only 8 gold. So she's really inexpensive for what she does, which is which is Find fantastic. Stuff. I think she's yep. best at finding stuff and then and, and then harassing. Yeah. So now, yeah. So now that we've talked about those things a little bit, she's good for. Um, we can get a little more tags, but Slinger's pretty good for uh, when you're list building for tournaments, because that find D eight that that'll help you out a lot of times. Yep, for sure. Having a follower that has the uh, same find skill as a hero, heroes roll d8 for their find, is uh, is really really helpful. So that's really good. And then she's all she's also a good objective runner at speed seven there and low cost, so she can run your objectives for you or contest or whatever. Yeah, one or two of them I think is where, you know, where you'll want to stop if that's the kind of list you're going to build for. Cause yeah. 
you know. But um, that being said, Jeff, well, so that's the starter box, isn't it? Or yeah, that's the starter box right there. Let's let's uh, break the normal. Let's talk tactics for the starter box because there's a lot packed in. This is actually, in my opinion, this is one of the best starter boxes uh, that DGS puts out. It's fantastic. It has a lot of synergy, that's which is really good. Quote, fantastic. In, Do in I say that a lot? Yes, but it's okay. That's fantastic. Everything's fantastic. All right, yes. so here's here's why. There's a couple. I just want to bring this thing into the light here. One of the things that you can do is if you have a charge set up and you know that you're going to charge with your Berserker and you're going to fight somebody in melee with a Berserker and it's going to be great, right? What you can do is with your Bear Mystic, give him Raging Fury. So that would give him the power attack too, right? So he takes negative two melee defense, and he gets plus two die levels of damage, all right? So now that guy is charging in. He has three attacks hitting on D10s, and each of them is doing a D10 plus two damage because you're charging. And so this guy will tear apart knights, he'll tear apart Kazarik, he'll murder anybody in his path. Just keep in mind, his defense is now effectively zero. <laughs> his defense, it can't go to zero, his defense is a one, which functionally is the same as a two. So his defense is a two no matter what, because he's frenzied. So by giving him negative two dice levels defense or negative two to his defense, it doesn't really do anything except for now he's crit on a 11 instead of on a 12. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. literally the only negative he gets for it. I, I think one thing to keep in mind with the whole faction tactically, if we're talking about charging in there too, though, I think this army in general, but one mistake I see a lot is that as soon as you get the charge with one of your models, as soon as you get the charge with the Bear Mystic, as soon as you get it, you just start, people just charging. start charging. And they are made to do that, but you want to set up your charges really well. So Wolf Carl, um, he's one you can kind of get in there that can survive a little bit better than the rest of the faction with AV5. You can get him up there with a couple Unproven or uh, some Carls. Um, some other followers, mooks. And once you set up those lanes, then get in with your boar warrior, your berserkers, your lioness, those kind of things that we'll talk about here in a minute. Um, obviously, there's some uh, charges that you just you don't give up, you know, like you're securing an objective or you want them to counter charge, any of those kind of things. But I just see it a lot with this faction where somebody will be like, oh, my boar warrior can charge that guy, bam. And it's like, okay, that's great. He gets in here, I surround him with three people, he's dead. Yeah. Well, he does. the Boar Warrior can actually do that. I've seen him hold off three heroes. Because yeah, he's, he's I've got seen him do the it. Die, yeah. the die hard the D, yeah. So, on the D10, so he can kind of do it. It's risky, but he can give it but a But the go. issue becomes, you charge the 14 inches plus his wild charge. So you put him in such a range that you, you can't cannot get him. assist him. Yeah. Like, what? What you want to do, what this faction really needs to do, is you need to win the combats the turn that you initiate the combats. You got to go in with the Berserker and you got to win that combat. If you don't win that combat, or if you don't 
kill the guy. That's because that's what I mean by win the combat. You want to drop the model that you're opposing, and if you don't do that, it's gonna you're gonna have a rough go of it. If you they this this is not an attrition force. They can't outlast Haradel. They can't outlast uh, you know, Kazark. Those are two attrition armies. Or even Mershael would put give Mershael will money. yep, Mershael will do a lot. You wanna so if you can get uh, combats where you have the advantage, in other words, you charge in, you get a Boar Warrior and a Berserker, both of them can charge. Like the same model. Yeah, that's a that's it. a sad that's, model. That's great. That's what you want to do. You know, with Bull Rush from the Boar Warrior, which takes effect first, does it happen immediately? Yeah, as soon as the Boar Warrior makes contact, he does Bull Rush. And he just has to yeah. be charging to do it. And then the Berserker yeah. comes in, and the Berserker would do his Fearsome. Yeah, I think that's how I'd do it typically when you stack them, because I think so, the Bull Rush gives you a little bit more. And if, if all of that went off, he'd be minus three dice levels to his. Uh, melee attack right and possibly so prone right yeah well yeah if the boar warrior crit him he'd be prone so should be anyway day for that guy. yeah so boar warrior is really good um yep berserker berserker with the power attack on him is fantastic so that's like that's such a good combo and i've watched it drop multi-wound models several times because you're rolling it's one of the few times in free blades where you actually get to roll a handful of dice you know Mm-hmm. The other, yeah. the other thing I wanted to talk about is with the Wolf Carl. You can, if you're savvy, you can trick your opponent. And here's what I mean by that: you can put your whole group into the woods. That gives them cover and all that jazz, right? But none of your guys are arboreal, so they can't just run out of the woods. But you can put them all into the woods. Put them on the edge of the woods or just off like an inch into the woods. And so that leaves your opponent feeling really safe to like move up. And I've done this to people. Uh, so they feel really safe to move up because your charge is only, you know, however many inches or whatever. Then you move out with your wolf carl and battle cry. And now what happens is your entire force moves out of the woods <laughs> for free. Right? And so now you can charge with whoever you want, and your opponent didn't see that coming. Because your wolf carl moves out and literally drags your entire, the rest of your models out because you move him first. He drags everybody the three inches out of the woods that you want. Because they don't have to do the battle cry, they can choose to do it. And that sets you up to then. It looks like you can't charge and you're trying to be really defensive hiding in the woods, but then you come out. It's very, feels very like barbarian, like going back to like infamy, infamy, the British barbarians or the, the, uh, Gauls or the, uh, German hordes in the woods kind of coming out against the Romans or whatever. So anyway, so that's another tactic that you can do with the Wolf Carl's battle cry. I hate it, don't do it. No, I'm just kidding. It also effectively gives you all of your models, not quite this, but it gives them an extra three inches on their charge. So 14-inch threat is actually a 17-inch uh, threat because you get that extra three inches with the Wolf Carl. Now, the move does have to be directly towards the Wolf Carl, 
And so a lot of times you'll put him on the edge and kind of drag people out forward and towards him a little bit, but then it still leaves your charges open. Keep in mind that's a May ability, so don't get tripped up with that. Like, oh no, you know, because uh, it is a May ability. And then I've also seen people kind of mess themselves up with that too because you have to move directly towards him. So it's really important you set him up in the right place because otherwise it's like... Um, I move directly towards him. I run into, I just block my line of sight because I just went into this terrain feature or, or I yeah. just move myself out of the charge lane of something. It takes, it takes a little maneuverability and stuff, but that's a great, uh, tactic that you can use with, uh, the battle cry there is to kind of faint your opponent, if you will. Yeah, definitely. And I, the bear mystic has got some interesting tactics in all of that. Um, she... A lot of people, I don't know, a lot of people, the bear forms are so fun. You just want to go in there and use it. Um, and I think you can. But I think I would I've seen save, it be very effective, yeah. I, I would save bear form for those moments that Jeff was talking about when you do charge in and inevitably you roll bad or whatever. And you're like, I just stacked up this berserker and I did two wounds on this three wound model and he has one wound left. Um, that's the moment personally that i would consider sending bear form in there because your bear as it's decent with the d you know endurance and all that and um there's probably there may be better plays depending on the situation but um i think it's notable that you could go in there with the bear at that point and then between the berserker and the bear you're you're gonna have a good chance of taking that model down though like i said you may be better off just trying to up your discipline so you can go first or something. Not like not discipline, Mar. It ups your Mar. Mar. Yeah. Well. Okay. Yeah, forgive me. I'm well, yeah. I'm you're. Not, we did. We did the Tracerites, and they. There is up another, the, she does have another spell that will plus two dice levels discipline. So that's. Yep. That's she anyway. does. She does have that. That and Hero's yeah. Will is a great spell if you really need to go first with a guy in a combat. It's a great spell. So. Yeah. But um, otherwise, though, I think she's better off doing her support stuff. You know? She, Yeah, and she is a caster that really actually wants to be up in, it, like, in the fray. She doesn't necessarily want to be in melee, but she wants to be within nine inches of her heroes, her other heroes, because she needs to support them. With uh, Hard to Kill, that's a three nine-inch range. There's also, uh, which is an instant, actually. So it's not a continual spell. Interesting. Uh, anyway, so Hard to Kill is a 9-inch range. Uh, her heal is a 9-inch range. Her uh, bear form, if you're going to do it, you can still charge that turn, which is great. But, uh, you know, um, that is a melee thing. And so she, and then her, her uh, Mystic Dance, it ups the mar of everybody around her. That That is a 9-inch range. And so you, that... You might be seeing that theme there, nine inch range, and so she really wants to be up close and personal um, to support her her faction. Yeah, definitely. Which is kind of hard to position her with a lot of times. I see, but it is. She's a hard one to position. That's for sure. But the bear form and the two attacks, even in mystic form, make her at least viable. So as long as it's just a follower or another caster, you've, you've got a fair shot at fighting them off and giving them a little scare tactics there. I, you get too close. I have seen her take down other heroes. It's just not as common. 
but she's not can, as common. I, she I has. <laughs> yeah, I she mean, totally uh, has. two attacks with a D10 to hit and D8 for damage. That's nothing to laugh at, you know. And no, so, the bear form's great, you know, yep. if you can get into it before they get into melee. That's the thing. But yep, it's the same. Yeah, if you can, if you can get into it, you want an uh, combat where you have the advantage. So you want two-on-one combat or something like that where you're sending her in in bear form because uh, nothing's worse than her being in bear form, like coming out of bear form at the end of the combat and being like, uh-oh. So, right. Anyway. Cool, cool. So, yeah, that's the starter box. Uh, Jeff, you wanted to mention the lioness. Yeah. So one of the characters, other than maybe buying a second boar warrior or berserker, like figure out which of those two tactics you like better, the boar warrior or the berserker, and buy a second one. They're great models. Uh, there's also the lioness. She is great and hard to run. So here we go. She's speed 7, D10 Mar, great sword, D10. So that's all pretty standard. The T10 is nice. Then she's got no range. She has defense 5, which is nice. Armor value 3, not so nice. 3 life points, pretty standard for this faction if you're noticing. And then discipline D10. What she gets, she has infiltrate, arboreal, so she can run through the woods. She has an ability called pouncer that says, on a turn when you begin a charge action with a stealth token, all melee attacks against your minus two die levels. And so Pouncer lets her get in there, and that's her like defensive talent. Is uh, She needs to start with a stealth token, and we'll get to that. She also has Assault, and so on the turn that she charges, she has advantage on those uh, charge attacks. Hopefully everybody knows what advantage is with D&D 5e and some other games out there now, but you get to roll twice and pick the higher result. So you're rolling 2d10, picking the higher ones. She has Taunt, and so she can, if she, which is kind of interesting, because um, Taunt would break Stealth, but it's an opposed discipline test, and you can force somebody to charge you. So that's kind of neat. And then she has Stealth d10, so like I would Taunt like the enemy caster. Uh, if I could see it. But she has Stealth D10. So Stealth is an interesting skill. If you start the game concealed from all enemies, you start the game with a Stealth token. And then as long as you have concealment during your entire move, you can make a full move. Otherwise, you can only move half speed in the open or something like that. And so that's Stealth. So she kind of wants to infiltrate up, get into a good position in some woods or something, and then work her way really woods is what she wants and then stealth token if you have a stealth token you cannot be targeted and no one can see you unless they get within three inches of you or six inches if they have the scout special rule so that's stealth uh, uh hunt, hunt can also find stealth models right or no yeah yeah you can also find stealth or concealed models with hunt and so she also has hunt and uh she has an agility D10, which gives her the, her defense 5. So she's 32 gold. You might have noticed, other than Pouncer, which is real situational, she has no defensive talents. But, I, guys, I gotta tell you, the main reason why I think you should add a lioness to your force is the sculpt is gorgeous. It is one of my favorite sculpts to paint. It is a fantastic model. And so that's one of the main reasons to... Uh, add a lioness to your um, 
Erdogar force. <laughs> and, and she's really good on the field. Yeah. And with that, I want to talk about some model we mentioned but haven't really gone over in detail. Um, that you like called, a lot. That I like a lot called the Wild Wing. The Wild Wing, um, we've talked about her a little bit, but she does the perform skills. So she's speed 7, D6, Mar, Dagger, D4. Uh, defense five, two defense, or sorry, two AV, two life points, D8 discipline, dodge, um, a D10 outperform, which we'll get to that in just a second, protected, agility D12, which is great with that dodge. Um, but basically, perform, uh, you make a perform test, kind of similar to casting. Target numbers um, are two. Target numbers are two, and various There's, things change it. Yep. And you get to do one of your performances. Uh, she gets the wing dances. So um, so she knows two of them, and then she and, can, you roll randomly for a third one. You get to pick two, and yeah. then you roll randomly for a third. But um, I won't go over all of her stuff, but she has some really interesting things. So this is one I don't see too much in tribes, but I think would be really great. Dance of the Eagle. The dancer gains battle cry. So not only does her wolf carl have battle cry, but you can give her battle cry. So imagine, if you will, for a second, we just talked about how shenanigans would be around the three-inch movement that you can do out of the forest. Imagine a six-inch movement. Or imagine if after you do some things, you can move them back, you know, to the forest or wherever. Um, you know, that's just, to me, that's just awesome. Um, another important one that she has, I think, for them, I mean, they're all good. Um, but is Dance of the Raven. Friends within nine inches of her um, all gain Raven Stance plus two. In Raven Stance, uh, we talked about one of the main things of this faction is you want to win your combats. Uh, if you don't, for some reason, though, if not charging, Raven Stance makes your attacks, they're uh, resolved in the combat sequence at plus X dice level to your discipline. So all of a sudden, the Discipline D10, which is formidable, a model you have going against maybe D12 or another D10 or anything, um, all of a sudden you go to it's Raven Stance plus two for her performance. So it's should they be a D14? So there you go. You fail your charge. You are scared now. You put her within a nine-inch bubble of a few of her models. And all of a sudden, they're going first again, and your enemy is sad. Yep. You know, um, go ahead. I mean, you're not even talking about my two favorite uh, dances that she has. Yeah, definitely. So you can keep talk, talking about the next all right. one. If well, you don't, don't get to them, I'll get over. to them. I don't know if we're going to go all over all of them. Your, your probably favorite is the, the owl one, huh? No, I'm just kidding. Um, Actually, owl's really good for objectives. Certain things, yeah. Because, um, But more the, than likely, you're talking about Dance of the Bat. Uh, well, the plus, the plus three die levels knowledge actually gives you plus two to skill checks. Okay. Is what that ends up doing. For most models, it'll give you plus two to your skill checks. And then uh, if it's a knowledge test, then you're plus three die levels to do the knowledge test. Dang. I well, mean, you only get they... three things, but yeah, that could be good yep. in a tournament or something. But uh, Dance of the Bat, I think, is what you're getting at. You like that one a lot. Attacks that hit enemies within nine inches are plus two to the damage. So your Berserker that just charged in with three attacks, who was, as long as you set her up right, she needs to be within nine inches of him as he reaches his target. He cannot leave that bubble. But um, at when the attack happens, he needs to be within nine inches. 
Yes, so uh, she can move and do all that. But she can um, move up and do do the thing. But uh, your plus one damage naturally from your strength is a plus two now because you charge. It becomes a plus four now because of her shenanigans. Um, keep in Which, mind a one a one still no equals no damage, but a plus four on a d six. Um, d ten plus one. Oh yeah, yeah. D ten is just. Man, that's nasty. ridiculous. I don't really see that happen that much. I don't. I don't know if it's because people don't use the wing dance. They with... they don't use the wild wing very often. Yeah, but that that alone, I think, would be fun to see some people try out. It makes me want to try it out because you get her up there, she can survive with that dodge, and all of a sudden the boar warrior and the berserker that you had that charged in, they're just they're like, okay, as long as I roll two i'm damaging your armor six model like what what yep yeah you don't even need to give the berserker a like you don't need to give him power attack on that turn because he just needs to not roll one on a d6 well yeah soon unless you're me of course (laughs) there's also the dance of the falcon so friends within nine inches gain assault so that's the you have advantage on melee attack tests Right, and we just talked about that. Now, keep in mind with performance, the target number is plus two if it's part of a maneuver action. It is plus two for every consecutive turn that you use that specific performance. So if you use Song of Dance to the Bat and you succeed, and then the next turn you're like, I want to use Dance to the Bat again, uh, it goes from a target number two to target number four, and that's not including if you moved. Um Again, the range of effect on performances is nine inches. So there's the nine inch thing again. You're keeping this faction relatively tight. There's no line of sight requirements, but you must be ready and unengaged, so she can't be in combat to do that. Um, yep. And it mentions, like we talked about, making sure that she, by the time the combat happens, she needs to be in that nine inches, not at the start. Like if they start in her bubble and they charge out of it, that doesn't count, unfortunately. But. Yeah, so and that goes with uh, assault as well. Like when they go to make the attacks, they need to be within nine inches. So you can't like charge mm-hmm. outside of her bubble and still get assault, unfortunately. So right, but, you want her up and close, doing her dances. Yep, yeah, and keep in mind too, uh, we haven't talked about them a whole lot, but performing is different than casting. So there are different times that they're taking place, um, and. So you can stack those. You can get the bear mystic buffs going as well as hers and do some nasty things. Like Jeff mentioned, all of a sudden one of your models has power attack and gets the plus two damage from the dance. you know. Or you can have the bear mystic dancing and the, and the wild wing dancing, and they can have their own dance party back there. And while they're doing that, um, all, the plus one dice level damage that we talked about from the bear mystic was it plus one or plus two? It's plus it's plus one DL Mar. No damage. Mar. Just okay. Damage. Well, they're hitting better and doing more damage. So you yeah, know, you do the bat as well, so they hit better, and then yeah, they do the plus two damage. And then we've talked about the other five. So here's Dance of the Vulture, also not to be discounted. Uh, enemies within nine inches are minus two die levels to morale and fear tests. So you move her up, you pop your bubble. 
and then you charge in with some of your fearsome guys like the berserker or that and now and or the, the other guy uh the wolf carl and now you're that like everybody is down two dice levels so even if their leader is there they're probably only a d8 for this test for the fearsome tests so that's really good also uh enemies are target number five to rally so if somebody breaks and runs away, you can move up to them and pop that performance, and it's a little harder for them to rally now. So that's another mm -hmm. good thing. She's cool. She's really cool. Also, Sculpt is fantastic. And if I remember correctly, every sale of that model goes to a charity, or a portion of the sale goes to a charity or something like that. Yeah, forgive us, but uh, they posted on the Free Blades Player page. <laughs> I can't say it tonight. The Free Blades Player page a while back. If you type Wildwings, uh, Wildwing, I think it'll come up that way. But yeah, it's just it's a cool model. That was a sponsored model, if I'm not mistaken, right, Jeff? I I don't know if it was it was sponsored. I think DGS sponsored it, and it, there's a the disease that it goes to help uh, that the proceeds go towards. Um, it was designed the character was designed by the a little girl with that disease and or illness or whatever it is and so i can't i honestly i can't recall um unfortunately but you can uh you can probably find it on their website or something like that but yeah or just way, it's, John it's just a cool him. model yeah so it is a great model i really like it so well, cool. There you go. Hopefully, we gave you some thoughts and ideas to for the Erdogar tonight, and uh, they're a really interesting faction to play. They, like I said, man, glass cannons. That's uh, that's what they are, uh, except for they use their bodies as the projectile for the cannon, and so. Um, but they can be a lot of fun. And as a as an honorable mention, I'm not going to talk anything about this. But the Erdogar also have a really good ranged option for in the Night Hunter and then the Valkyrie and the Hunters. And so you can look that up. But you can run actually a pretty strong ranged list, uh, doing a lot of different ranged combats and stuff like that, which will play very different than the what we've talked about tonight. And so. Uh, yeah, you can you can take your take a look at that if you want at some point and uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, and uh, real quick, I did find that post, so I just want to touch so we can actually um, give the oh, yeah, please, proper please details. Do. Yeah. So um, the model was inspired by a girl named um, Audrey Nethery, and um, she inspired the Wild Wing, and uh, the a lot of people donated stuff towards it. But DGS it says donates. Or will be donating all profit from sales on this model to the Diamond Black Fan Anemia Foundation, whose mission is to advance research initiatives that promote a better understanding for therapeutic strategies and a cure for this rare bone marrow syndrome. Um, I believe they're still doing that, uh, but yeah, it, it was awesome and still continues to be awesome. Um, she inspired that model, I believe, um, with dancing and just stuff like that in general. So. Um, so shout out to DGS. They're a great company and stuff like that just shows it even more. And, um, you know, if you get a chance, you know, you're supporting a company that does stuff like that. So go ahead and check that model out and check the game out. So, yeah. Yep. And then, uh, one final shout out this or not shout out, uh, 
Hey, if you are not registered for the Michigan GT, go ahead and go over to michigangt.com and register up right now. It's a fantastic event. There's that word again. It's a great event. Um, well, now that you told me, I just don't. But it's a great event. We always have excellent prize support, uh, and we'll be. It, it's the North American Championships, and so if you're can be around, um, not even Michigan, but like come on in. Uh, there's really affordable uh, hotel rooms, I guess, at 114 a night for the uh, hotel block, and. DGS is coming up as a vendor. It's the North American Championships as well for 2021. And 2022, they'll move back to Adepticon, which will be great. But yeah, it's going to be a great event. And then we also have two side events for you, an encounters game on Friday evening and a mini campaign on Sunday. So if you want to yeah. have a great Freeblades weekend, just come on up and we will make sure that you have an awesome weekend of Freeblades. Yeah, and we love to see it there. Again, um, GT is known for their price support. So when you're looking at the events and all that, keep in mind that there's a lot of it and um, it's all factored into everything. Also, keep in mind when you're looking, you know, coordinate with your local group. Hopefully you can, uh, you know, see who else is going. Carpool, do those kind of things. Yep. Um, you can always contact us on the Michigan Freeblades page. And if you have trouble you know, finding hotels, those kind of things, we can give good suggestions in the area um, or at least fair suggestions. Um, we can also, you know, um, help you with the Michigan GT page registration if any of you have questions on that. But um, it's going to be a great time. This year, they, they're lined up. If you go to their Facebook page, they have a ton of vendors this year, a ton of supporters. There's going to be great, great companies there. Uh, every year there always is, but just lots of games represented. So uh, come out and check Freeblades out, but maybe there's some other games you want to get a good tournament in uh, that you haven't been able to since uh, everything that happened last year with COVID. So, um, you know, it's a great opportunity to get in a mini con that's not going to exhaust you, but will also be a fun time. So, yep. And, uh, there is no badge. So some people have looked for a badge and there is no badge. You just register for what events you want. So there you go. All right, cool. Well, thanks for listening guys. And, uh, we hope you have a good night and you enjoyed, uh, listening to us yammer on about this kind of stuff. And we will talk to you next time right here on, Mid Mitten Gaming. <laughs>